The Automotive News Europe podcast is brought to you by Hyundai Motor Europe, one of the leading providers of electrified mobility solutions in Europe. From hybrid and battery electric to fuel cell vehicles, Hyundai is paving the way to make environmentally friendly mobility available to all. Hello and welcome to the Automotive News Europe podcast for April 29th, 2021. I'm Doug Bulldog, Managing Editor of A&E. We're really grateful that you could stop by today. Volvo Cars is in transition. It wants to be a leader in electrified mobility and online retailing, but to do that, it needs to attract and retain people who might have companies such as Apple, Microsoft, and Google at the tops of their lists of potential employers. One way Volvo plans to stand out from rivals both inside and outside the automotive industry, especially in the U.S. and China, is by offering one of the most generous family leave programs around. Since April 1st, every one of Volvo's 40-plus thousand employees around the world has been automatically opted into its family bond policy, which gives each worker with at least one year of service a total of 24 weeks of leave at 80% of their base pay. Volvo executive Hannah Fogger, a human resources specialist who helped make the policy a reality, concedes that the program will be costly to offer. But she believes what would have hurt the company's bottom line even more would have been, if it failed, to entice creative and innovative people to both join Volvo and remain there in the long term. Hi, Hannah. Thanks so much for being here today for the Automotive News Europe podcast. Thanks for having me. Really nice to be here. I'd like to get started today by asking you a little bit about the genesis of the Volvo Family Bond Program. Could you tell us a little bit about what inspired this program? We are transforming our company in order to become fully electric uh, and uh, we are also going for a new commercial model together with our retail partners. We are going online to to a greater extent and uh, that means that we need to be more creative than ever to find the best solution for our customers. That means that we need to attract colleagues to join the company and we also need to make sure that we retain people within the company. And here we need to attract more diverse people into our company and also diverse people to wanting to take on leadership positions. And here we saw that being Volvo Cars from the outside very much connected to a family friendly brand. And here we wanted to act based on our values and our brand and stand up for equal parental opportunities. And uh, we believe that this is something that we as a company should have a global standard for uh, because it doesn't really matter where you are in the world in terms of becoming a parent that is something that is equally important no matter what country you're living in so that's why we now are offering 24 weeks with 80 percent pay uh, and we are opting our employees into that from the very beginning you were always considered a very socially conscious company and now it's just kind of gone to a whole new level with this program. How has the reaction been? Very positive, I must say. I believe that we are overwhelmed by so many 
social media posts on LinkedIn, for example, where people have shared their own very private reflections about becoming a parent and how to balance that with a very interesting career. Uh, so that has been like a ghost bump moment for me when I have read all those and see how generous people have shared their learnings from becoming a parent and being a parent. Um, I have also seen that um, people see this as, as very positive in terms of creating a family-friendly cl climate because it's not only to become a parent, it's also to be a parent over time. And to be able to combine that with a very interesting career here at Volvo Cars is something that all people have welcomed and which has been very positive in terms of people feeling proudness for a company doing something like this. Can you give us some idea on where you see this having the largest impact in which countries this will really be a revolutionary change? As you know, we, we are born from, from Sweden and Swedish uh, values here at Volvo Cars. And uh, we tried this out in EMEA uh, within our sales companies uh, and saw a very positive reaction there. Uh, and uh, when we now go out globally, we see that uh, both in China and US, where we have a big part of our colleagues, we see that this is a quite radical change actually compared to what has been offered there before. And I think the biggest difference for, for our Volvo colleagues is actually that we offer the same type of benefit here for both males and females, which is uh, not what we had before uh, this came to life. And if I'm not mistaken, during your trial, you gathered some really interesting information about the number of men who are deciding to take part in this program. Can you tell us a little bit about how the trial ran and what maybe some of the interesting results were? We saw quite quick, actually, that uh, it was equal interest both from female and male employees. And uh, we ended up, uh, when we now did the checkup 18 months after we started it, uh, with having 47% males uh, who actually took then parental leave. And uh, when we have done interviews, we see that this has been a very important step for them to be able to be home, to spend time with their new family member and the family has given them new values and they have come back very, very motivated, of course, and engaged to the company. But most of all, we saw that there were people who didn't take out this parental leave opportunity. And uh, the learning has been that we need to opt people in. We need to count that people will take those 24 weeks off instead of that you actively should actually apply for it and motivate why you take 24 weeks off. So, so that is the biggest learning we have done, to not only put out the policy on the shelf, but instead actually work with the responsibility also from our side, planning and also cultural-wise, uh, encouraging people to, to take the, the weeks that they now have the possibility to take. This obviously comes with a financial cost and wanted to get a picture from you of potentially what the cost might be from this and how Volvo is sort of balancing this new policy and making sure that you know, it doesn't hurt the bottom line for the company going forward. I think what hurts us the most bottom line if, is if we don't have the right people on board and if they are not engaged. Uh, we believe that this will help us to build a much higher degree of creativity and innovation within the company 
and also loyalty that people feel that we are a company that they want to be with and also attract the right talents which we really need now when we are going electric when we are going online uh, which is a technical shift for us uh, in the company so for us we don't see this as a cost uh, we see this as an investment in terms of being able to run this transformation journey which we aim to be the leader in We'll continue our conversation with Volvo executive Hannah Fogger after this message. Hyundai Motor is one of the leading providers of electrified mobility solutions in Europe. With hybrid, mild hybrid, plug-in hybrid, battery electric, and hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, Hyundai offers the most diverse lineup of alternative powertrains on the market. Under the vision of Progress for Humanity, the company aims to make high-quality, environmentally conscious mobility solutions available to all. Today, more than 75% of Hyundai's lineup in Europe is available as an electrified version. As a pioneer in zero-emission mobility, Hyundai offers a range of leading emission-free vehicles. It ranges from the full-electric subcompact SUV Kona Electric to the second-generation fuel cell electric vehicle Nexo. The company's progressive spirit is most strongly embodied in Ionic 5, its latest all-electric vehicle and the first model to be launched under the Ionic lineup brand. With outstanding range, ultra-fast charging technology, and unique interior, which functions as a smart living space, Ionic 5 is redefining electromobility lifestyles. With its fleet of fuel cell trucks, Hyundai is also ahead in zero-emission heavy-duty mobility solutions. By 2025, over 1,600 Exian fuel cell trucks will run on Swiss roads. To learn more about how Hyundai is shaping the future, tune into Are We There Yet?, an automotive podcast hosted by Susie Perry. Get a peek behind the curtain as Susie investigates the world-changing ideas coming out of the workshops, labs, and secret test tracks of Hyundai. Tune in on any podcast listening platform as well as Hyundai.news. Roughly how many people a year were leaving the company because they were going to be starting a family around the world. I wonder if you have any statistics on that and how you see this program having a major impact on reducing that from happening. I think it's a very relevant question and I'm sad to say that I don't have any numbers of that, but what we will do now is that we will actually collect a lot of data and statistics here because we hope that other companies will follow us and that they also start to, to actually measure certain things here that is important for you as a company to know. But uh, I don't have that figure. Uh, but what I do know is that I think there are people. I can just look at myself when I got offered to, to join the executive management team. I were thinking, is that possible when you have two kids below 10? I mean, it is a thought that runs through your head. And here I think, I mean, we risk to lose out on giving people who are well fitted for different positions to take that on if we don't create the climate where you can combine family life with your Volvo life. So, so I don't have any statistics about how many has left, but I think it is as bad if we have people inside our organization that don't get to bring out the best in themselves because they have a family situation that holds them back and they think they cannot balance life in a way they want. Have any companies come forward and said, hey, how did you pull this off? 
Yes, definitely. And and we have also got a lot of, I, I have got personal questions from, from people in my position who are leading a HR or people and culture department. And uh, many has raised the question, how did you get the decision? How did you get a yes to get this going? And um, I have tried to share it as much as I can. But what I know is within six months, within 12 months, we will have more statistics also to to share with others. But just to get the courage or the encouragement to, to actually see that this is possible is where I hope that we already today are inspiring other companies. And internally, we spoke previously about that you and uh, Hogan Samuelson, CEO at Volvo, were able to really streamline this uh, to the finish line. If I'm not mistaken, it was a conversation that you folks had um, during 2020, and then within six or eight months, it was online. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, we had we have had a couple of dialogues, of course, in the the management team here at Volvo Cars, and we have talked about what is it that makes us a purpose driven organization. Uh, what values should we act on? And I mean, we have such a strong commitment towards, for example, safety. So it was quite easy for us to imagine what else we can do in terms of changing people's life. And uh, then this was something that we had talked about for for some time. And we tried out the pilot in EMEA. And um, it, it was a discussion around how could this work? Should it be the same global standard? Should we ad- adopt it depending on where we are? But then it was very clear that uh, Shaolin, our leader for Asia Pacific, said that, I mean, it doesn't matter really where you are in the world. Becoming a parent is becoming a parent and you should have the right to spend the same time in that case. So, so we, we contributed from different angles with different perspectives. And uh, we did some calculations in terms of how many do we think will take on this opportunity. And then we were a bit afraid about the cultural change journey that we were not really there. So that was why we came up also with the decision about opting people in. So it it matured during a couple of dialogues, but then I think it went very fast to actually go live now, 1st of April. The automotive industry is known worldwide for pretty much being a very male-dominated industry. Could you give us any statistics on what the breakdown is like at Volvo? Because Volvo historically has had a a very strong ratio of women working in high-level positions. Do you have any statistics on that? Yeah, when you say like that, I can say, yes, most probably we have good statistics within a quite shitty industry, the automotive industry, when it comes to gender uh, diversity and uh, we are around 25% females in the company in total if I bundle all 40,000 uh, employees together uh, and we are around 28% female leaders and um, that is far from where we want to be so since last year we are working also with a commitment and that commit- commitment is based on that each year when we summarize the leadership recruitments we have done, we should end up with 50-50 because we think we need to take every single occasion we can to actually get more in balance when it comes to the gender diversity. But of course, we are focusing on all different angles of diversity, but we know that gender is the one that is most easy to measure and it also gives 
a different perspective to the other aspects of uh, diversity. When does Volvo want to reach that 50-50 goal? Has a year been set for that? No, I mean, now we measure every year that we aim to end up then at 50-50 when it comes to number of recruitments to leadership positions. That will take, take us a while to get there. But I think the signal makes the right moves happen in the company. And instead of having a figure target, we believe it's so much stronger with a commitment. Because when we do recruitment, that is where we have the opportunity to change the base. So if we don't take that opportunity, we'll, we will never come to a more equal gender diversity. So, so we try to work with commitment. We try to work with initiatives that brings this from the positive side in the right direction. Since announcing this policy, have you seen a noticeable increase when it comes to the number of applications or just interest in people wanting to join the company? Has it helped you become even more of a destination location as an employer? Yeah, since we are right now recruiting quite heavily into to the software and digital area, I can say that many of the people that we meet now in recruitment process has heard about this and have questions around that. I don't know yet if that is why they actually showed interest to our company, but at least it has been something that many people have been uh, aware of. And I have seen it also now when we have done some more senior leader recruitments that even if they are not in the age or in the target group based on family situation, they have heard about it. So, so I think it is really something that people see that we are acting on our core values here. And I think also that timing is so right because what you see in a lot of surveys at the moment is that after this pandemic or in the middle of this pandemic, depending on where we are in this phase, is that people value family and family life and also health very high up on their life priorities. Um, so I think we are spot on there, uh, bringing something forward that is very valuable for people. Being in your position, you get to see how these programs actually end up being beneficial to the world as a whole. Could you tell us a little bit about some of the societal benefits that you have seen from the countries where programs like this are already in place and that you potentially hope to see will be expand to all of your markets? Yeah, in terms of societal benefits, I see that we want to be part of making this world more equal. And, and what we have seen is that in countries where you more share uh, the parental leave, we see that... Uh, Females, when the male take more time off with their kids, that has a positive effect on salary development, which I would believe has to do with that you actually can continue your career. But I think most of all, I mean, the societal benefit of this is that we want to open up the eyes of people for a more equal, diverse, equal um, automotive industry. Uh, we need to recruit and attract more um, diverse talents into the automotive industry. So I think this is one way of starting to close the gender gap, but also to attract more females into the automotive industry. It's a fantastic program and a fantastic idea, which has the potential to have unbelievable benefits. Thank you so much, Hannah for joining us today for the Automotive News Europe podcast. Thank you. Really nice to have this dialogue with you, Doug. We reached Hannah Fogger 
at her office in Gothenburg, Sweden. If you have an idea for a future podcast or would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at dbolduck at autonews.com. For breaking news, please visit europe.autonews.com. You can listen to this podcast and a range of others from the Automotive News Group on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or on our website at europe.autonews.com. That wraps up this episode of the Automotive News Europe podcast for April 29th, 2021. I'm your host, Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor at A&E. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you'll tune in again soon.